Hey there, this is Tom with another daily walk from ourwalkinchrist.com. So today I want to talk about worry. Ah, worry, what a fascinating thing. You know, it's said that uh, when we start thinking about some bad situation we may be facing in our life, we tend to dwell... Uh, we absolutely just tend to dwell on the worst possible scenario, the worst possible case, or the worst possible uh, reaction that could possibly happen in our life. And really, that's dumb. <laughs> you know, how many times does it really turn out? Of course, the, the eternal pessimist is always going to say, I always think that way, so it turns out better. <laughs> you know, we can argue that one way or the other. Um, but that being said, you know, did Jesus address his worry? And he tells us not to do it. In fact, in the NASB, the subheading is called the cure for anxiety. Um, other things, I think, uh, I think NIV says, uh, do not worry about anything or do not worry. But this is in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. And it's 25 to the end of the chapter. And in that section of scripture there, um, he starts out by saying, which one of you by worrying can add a single day to his life? And of course, that's a rhetorical question. We can't add days to the world by worrying about it. Duh. Okay. And then he goes on to talk about how God takes care of some of the basic things. So you look around and I'm kind of walking through these nice woods right now. You know, I can see a couple flowers here and there. Um, in fact, hey, look at that. There's a flower. Okay. So, um, he talks about, you know, the lilies of the valley are dressed in such great splendor. And, um, and he's talking about how the birds, they don't have to go and work for their food. You know, God will provide what they need. And then he says, these things are so majestic that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like these. And while he says that, he says, so don't worry about the things that you need, what you need to eat what you need to drink, the shelter that you need, the basic clothes that you need. I have these wonderful fields of flowers as I'm talking about this. Um, And he says, does not the Gentiles run after such things? In other words, are not the Gentiles so concerned about what they're going to eat and what they're going to wear and their basic shelter and the stuff that they're running after this kind of stuff without any real consideration for... Um, you know, for, for any level of faith or any level of understanding. And, and I used to always ask, ask this in, in kids programs talking about faith. I always ask, you know, you know, who was worried all day today about what you're going to eat for dinner? And invariably, none of them ever have said, oh, I was so concerned. I didn't know if we were eating today. You know, obviously there's places in this world where, where some people actually legitimately struggle with not, having enough to eat. But in the types of, of classes that I've taught, um, you know, that's never really been a huge concern. And so I use that as an illustration to say, you know, your parents were going to take care of you. You didn't have to stop and worry about if you're going to eat today. It might have been a matter of, is there going to be something on the table that you like? Okay, maybe we can discuss that. <laughs> However, all that being said, um, all that being said, uh, and we really, we really look at this section of scripture where Jesus is saying, God knows what you need. He knows that you need to eat. He knows that you need clothing. He knows that you need shelter. He says, don't worry about this stuff. Put your faith in God for this. 
But he doesn't just say that as a blanket statement. Like many things in scripture, there are two sides to the, to the sword here. Because part of that scripture, part of what that happens to say, he doesn't just say, God's simply going to provide it. That's it, period. He says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then God will add all these things to you. Which is a really fascinating, uh, fascinating concept that we, a lot of times in American Christianity, want to run around and just say, God's going to provide and God's going to provide, and he will. But it's not he's going to provide by this amazing amount of faith all the time when we're failing to seek him. That's what the scripture tells us. Now, obviously, I don't buy into the word faith crap, you know, and, and uh, you know, preachers say, just name it and claim it, man, that's all it is. Well, that's not exactly what the verse is saying, though, either. And we're not, definitely not putting some degree of works onto salvation at all, uh, or providence, and we're not promising that, that God's going to give you your, your Ferrari because you're reading the Bible every day. That's also equally absurd. But the point is, we need to not worry about our basic necessities in our life. We need to seek God. And there's something fascinating. Um, you know, the Sabbath was out there. Of course, the Sabbath would take out one-seventh of the workday. And the Israelites frequently got to the point where where they would not obey the Sabbath. And if you go back to where Nehemiah and Ezra are helping to rebuild the walls in Jerusalem after the exile, one of the big things that they focused on was this, uh, uh, this Sabbath. They actually got to the point where they commanded that the doors to the city be shut because there's these foreign traders that are coming in every single day of the week. And they shut the doors and they told the people, hey, don't bother showing up. We ain't opening these doors. There's something fascinating about it. When you take a day off from your basic work, somehow you still have more than enough. And it's really fascinating to, to see the progress of all of, uh, of all of those providences that happen when you really are truly putting your faith in God. And I, I really want to address this also in terms of the culture, because we have a culture that focuses on pushing worry and worry and worry. From our advertising produces a, a worry in the form of discontent. You're worried that someone's not going to think well of you because you don't have the latest computer or the latest phone or the latest whatever gadget. Um, so there's some discontent there to the point where uh, Neil Postman, in his book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, actually said that all these television commercials are, are little parables. You know, the parable of the spotted collar and the parable of the ring around, or the, the spotted dishes, ring around the collar, you know, the, the parable of the ugly car. And, and basically, you gotta, you gotta get all the latest good stuff so that you can have all of the, you know, all the stuff that you need. And that's one level of dis, uh, of breeding discontent through worry and worry through discontent is by all of this over, over, over push and marketing. It's just getting absurd. But the other thing is that we're so focused on the news and the events. And, you know, if there was a shooting somewhere or a murder, 
you know, 50 years ago, you heard about it if it was in your town. That was about it. Now we have tragedy after tragedy going on all around the country and all that's pastored all over everything is, is terrorism and, and, shootings and and crime and all this other stuff and all this tends to do obviously a they're pushing it to get ratings so they can sell you more stuff uh through their ad revenue but in addition to that it's really breeding a lot of worry in our life now is there a distinction between the worry of getting shot and the worry of not eating i think that there is there is that distinction but do we have enough faith to trust god for everything Stop worrying about the terrorists. All they can do is get you to Jesus faster. Not that we want to be part of that, but at the same token, we want to have enough faith in God that we're not so concerned about everybody. Because when we're not worried, when we're not this deeply concerned about everything going on around us, maybe, just maybe... We will love someone enough that they'll worry a little bit less about their life. And when people worry a little bit less about their life, maybe they'll commit less crime. Maybe they'll pass on the gospel of Christ more. Maybe, just maybe, by us stopping our worry and living our life in Christ, just maybe, we're going to get to the point where... Love will capture our world. Let's stop worrying. Read Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to the end of that chapter. Have a good pray about that. This has been Tom with another Daily Walk, ourwalkinchrist.com. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.